His origins are shrouded in mystery, but we know his name comes from a proper saint, Saint Nicholas of Bari, a bishop who lived in the day and age of the Roman Empire in the ancient Greek city of Myra in Asia Minor, today the Turkish town of Dimre. He was apparently a gentleman who helped poor people and became the patron saint for sailors, archers, repentant thieves, brewers, pawnbrokers, students and children and merchants. Yes, children and merchants. Maybe that was the reason why he came to be a symbol of Christmas. In the early 1900s, St. Nicholas still didn't look like the Santa we know today. He was often depicted as gloomy and grey, and there was something almost sinister about him, possibly inspired by the look of gnomes in Nordic folklore. The modern Santa, the jolly fat man in red, was in many ways invented by Coca-Cola, and was the work of a certain illustrator called Haddon Hubbard Sanne Sundblom, an artist of Finnish and Swedish origin. Santa had been wearing red before Sundblom's take on him, but Sundblom made him jolly, friendly and fat. He defined the modern Santa and made him into a success, first appearing in a series of ads in the early 30s and later in countless commercials and films. We've all seen Disney's take on Santa in the 1932 silly symphony classic Santa's Workshop, but there are so many more Santas in film history and so many more Christmas films. The first appearance of Santa on film was much earlier than both Sundblom and Disney. He was around already in the late 1800s in films like Santa Claus Filling Stockings and the British short film Santa Claus from 1898, which is famous for being cinema's earliest known example of parallel action and innovative use of double exposure techniques. Yes visual effects, 120 years ago, because Santa on film and Christmas films have always been closely linked to animation and VFX. So let's walk down Yellow Brick Road in search of that beautiful ancient man, as Ryan Gosling calls him in the classic Saturday Night Live skit Santa Baby, and let's talk Christmas movies. <laughs> I'm Nils Lagerin and this is Yellow Brick Road, a podcast about visual effects, games and movies, and today in particular Christmas movies. Here to help me track down the best and worst Christmas movies are two elves from Goodbye Kansas Workshop on the North Pole, well, Stockholm actually, producer Matilda Olsson and executive producer Anton Söderhell. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Let's start with a stupid question. Do you love Christmas? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> she got all starry eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, there, there's plenty of Santa films around. We have classics like Miracle on 34th Street from 1947. You know, the cozy classic with a sweet old man who just maybe is Santa Claus. Uh, that film was remade in the 80s with that wonderful Sir Richard Attenborough as that Santa character. And then we have bizarre examples, like, have you heard about the Mexican film Santa Claus? No, I don't think so. Sometimes also referred to as Santa Claus versus the devil. It's <laughs> from, it's from 1959. <laughs> and it's about Santa Claus, uh, he lives in deep space, and Satan sends a demon to kill him and 
to make children evil. Fantastic this homework. So- <laughs> oh yeah, this sounds amazing. I need uh, to watch this. I haven't seen it. Uh, I've seen the trailer. Uh, it's bizarre enough. So uh, maybe it's something we should see this Absolutely. Christmas. Absolutely. <laughs> Adding it to the list. Yeah. Well, the devil doesn't give up either. And he seems to be quite happy about his next plot against Santa. But now I want to hear what Santa films and Christmas films you would like to highlight. So let's start with films that actually features a Santa. Anton, do you have an example? Yeah, I'm actually going to start with a quite recent movie. This is a Netflix exclusive uh, released this year called The Christmas Chronicles. And kind of a a funny side note, the director, Clay Cadiz, started his career as an animator with uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios. Mm. And he worked there for 19 years, ended up becoming the head of animation before he then uh, moved on to direct movies instead. And his debut was the Angry Birds movie. And then he followed it up with this uh, fantastic Christmas jolly movie about Santa and um, two siblings, younger sister and her older brother. It kind of starts out with a classic uh, Christmas movie setup, the loss of their dad. The whole intro is just building some kind of character for for all of them, Uh, the relationship they have with their dad. And then, of course... As he passes, the whole dynamic in the family changes. The the older brother starts failing in school and stealing cars and doing (laughs) bad stuff. Um, And the the younger sister, she still has some kind of hope in humanity and she believes in Santa. um, She she tries to be very loving with her older brother, but it goes a bit so-so. One of the memories they have from their dad is that he bought a camera and recorded all these kind of nice movie snippets, as families do. And as uh, as kind of a Christmas treat to herself, the younger sister starts uh, watching back all of these tapes that he made. And um, she sees a frame with uh, something blurry and red. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Santa. Do they have Santa on tape? Um... This is basically how far I've gotten in this movie. <laughs> I haven't watched the rest yet. <laughs> you should, you should. <laughs> but this I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she managed to convince her brother to set up a camera, sit up all night and try to get uh, Santa on tape a bit more than just a, a blurry hand. Um, and spoilers alert. Can you hear it for me? Do they succeed? Well, kind of. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, they fall asleep, yeah. um, but they've set up a bit of a trap. The thing with this movie is it's flirting with all the other holiday movies mm. that's kind of been made. So this is a bit like uh, Home Alone. So mm. they set up a tripwire uh, attached to some jingle bells. So they get uh, woken up by Santa coming down the chimney. But they don't really see him. They're like, what? Did that actually happen? And then they hear some steps on top of the roof. And they're like, oh, we need to chase Santa. And this just snowballs into them finding his sleigh. Mm-hmm. And um, they want to take a closer look, ending up falling into the sleigh. And then traveling with Santa, which is 
not such a good idea because they haven't really told him they're in there. And when they <laughs> kind of announces that they're there, they scare the shit out of Santa and it snowballs into a twisted uh, Save Christmas movie. Sounds great, though. It's fantastic. <laughs> it sounds uh, very like a, a classic uh, Christmas movie. Who, who plays yeah. Santa? Oh, it's uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Lovely. This is the thing. It has this like uh, glimpse in its eyes the whole mm. movie because there is a car chase. So, of course, it's connected to Kurt's uh, ah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, history as, a, as an actor as well. Homage to Tarantino. Yeah, exactly. Well, kind <laughs> exactly. of. Yeah. But less blood. <laughs> yeah. Right. And there's this one super weird scene. I'm going to spoil it a bit here now. Can you earmuff it for me? Santa ends up in uh, a cell. Uh, he gets caught by the police. Mm-hmm. In prison. Is in this prison. music scene? Yes. Oh, yeah. I saw that one. That was the only two parts. <laughs> I was really tired. It's so, like, it's fantastic, but it's so out of place when it comes because it hasn't been like, uh, there's no musical inserts or anything like that before that moment. But you just have this, like, one full song showcase. Uh, fantastic, though. Christmas time, pretty baby. And the snow is falling on the ground. You mentioned Santa's sleigh. Uh, are those scenes nice for, from a VFX point of view? Yeah, I think they... Obviously, it's not like a, a super big blockbuster mm. uh, budget, but it has a really nice design, the, the sleigh. And the actual like floating in space kind of flying sleigh mm. uh, it looks pretty good. Reindeers are a bit so-so, still like good enough to be... In a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, and not to break like the immersion no. either. So I think they do a really, really good job of balancing on the budget they have. So a bit more bloom than... Mm. Uh, but that just kind of adds to the Christmas mood. And then, of course, Santa is not alone. He has his uh, small helpers as well. Ah, elves. Elves. Small will for elves. <laughs> Exactly. I wish. I wish. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Doesn't it feel like that's the case with a lot of the Christmas movies that they don't have that big budget? Yeah. So they have to solve stuff, often with like a bloom effect or whatever, Hmm. and they get away with having the cheaper kind of effects in it. There are examples of the opposite, though. That's uh, true. After the success of Superman, there came a film featuring Santa as a kind of Superman and basically reusing the same script, but more about Santa instead. And he's flying and everything like that in his sledge. And it, f- it was a box office disaster. Only one man can stop him. Only one man can help us. And he's coming to take you for a sleigh ride in the sky. And they never um, saw an expensive Christmas movie again. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But, uh, we're going to get to those as well. There are a few expensive yeah, ones, though. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but you kind of have the thing where if you have a Christmas movie hit, it's mm. going to be remembered forever, like yeah. the old classics. They're still alive today. Maybe they're not making too much money, though, because you're streaming them and things, but... Mm. 
still, yeah. if someone wrote a proper script and, and really went for it, I think you could do a pretty high budget and yeah. actually make yeah. it back as well. It's like if you managed to write a good Christmas song. Yeah. And just for the rest of your life, oh, yeah. just laid back and... <laughs> Sounds like a script for a movie. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that film. <laughs> but, but you mentioned elves, and Matilda, I happen to know that you uh, love uh, Elf oh with goodness. Will Ferrell, yes? Of course, yeah. <laughs> and guess what? I love you, I love you, I love you! That's a proper Santa film. I mean, Santa That's is true. in that one. I didn't even think of that as a Santa film, but of course it is. <laughs> Why is it so great, yeah. you think? Of course, Will Ferrell. He succeeds always and the humor is just amazing in it and it has this nice balance between the fairy tale christmas world and the reality that we mm. have as well and, and those really strange cartoony parts with oh, the, yeah, the yeah. snowman <laughs> and <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and and that santa which i believe is played by ed asner he's not at all like kurt russell he's more like an old man But yeah. then Kurt Russell isn't that young anymore. <laughs> no, no, but they're still like uh, but he has playing a, young a lot man with that. Feeling. Yeah, yeah, but but in um, Christmas Chronicles, they play a lot with the image of Santa as well. Mm. That Kurt is actually upset with how he's uh, depicted as this fat old man because <laughs> he's yeah. like, I'm hitting the gym every day. And I like that though. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Back up a minute. You know what a loser is? A real loser is somebody that's so afraid of not winning. They don't even try. Now you're trying, right? Yeah. Well, then you're not a loser. We can tell them all to go to hell. So we have the Kurt Russell Santa and the Ed Asner Santa, but then there's also like bad Santas. Of course. <laughs> the Billy Bob Thornton Santa. The, which is that's, a good bad Santa. Oh so yeah, the, that's my favorite one, I think. The movie Bad Santa. Yeah. It's, it's a, a great segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, an excellent Santa movie. Uh, And just because it's so different that you get something else. And also something for the adult audience and not a kid's movie. Yeah, it's a bit of a disclaimer. Don't watch it with your kids on that one. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, and I like that as well. You can show another part of Christmas in a funny way as well. The movie focuses on... It's kind of tragic and super dark, super dark. Mm. but it's also super funny. So you don't feel sad when you leave the room. Like the movie we watched the other day, White Reindeer, which was just like a depressing Christmas movie. <laughs> and I don't recommend anyone watching it. <laughs> it's not to get your spirits up. <laughs> no, I was feeling sad after the movie. But with Bad Santa, it's, you're still happy when you watch it. You feel like it's a good tone of it mm. but it's still super dark which mm. I like that's good. Uh, yeah so I love that one but yeah that's definitely like a watch every year uh, movie absolutely where I come from we didn't celebrate Christmas not because we were Jewish but because my dad was a worthless coward fucking asshole whose idea of a present was a daily punch to the back of the head he did teach me how to crack a safe though then we have the Polar Express <laughs> what can we say about that one, Anton? <laughs> well, it was released 2004. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Should have been buried the same year. Uh, no, jokes aside, Polar Express, directed by Robert Zemeckis, starring Tom Hanks, fully CG. Uh, so here we're talking big budget. Mm. A for um, effort, though. 
A for effort, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, since my field is a lot of uh, motion capture and performance capture, it's it was like big hopes on this movie. Uh, was it the first film that tried to do that? An entire CG animated film based on motion capture? Yeah, I think the general view is that it was the first one to actually attempt to do like a full CG, full performance capture movie. It was early days, so mm. a lot of pipelines and workflows was not like fully established. I've talked to a few people that worked on it, and it was a bit of a nightmare, of course, mm. as anything that's cutting edge should be. Uh, yeah. A lot of challenges. With all things considered, they pulled off a pretty, pretty decent end result. Mm. It hasn't aged super well, though. <laughs> no, that's something about the eyes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that was kind of the movie that also highlighted the Uncanny Valley and the issues that uh, that's being caused by the Uncanny Valley. But yeah, I mean, sure, if you're into CG and you haven't seen it, it's worth a spin, I guess. But yeah, I mean, as long as you don't look at the eyes, <laughs> it, look, it looks, as you say, pretty decent. Yeah, and yeah, and it has that kind of stylized tone as well uh, with everything else. Yeah. And it's kind of like cozy. It's like a yeah, nice, it's Tom Hanks. Like, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, Who Hanks doesn't like cozy. Tom Hanks? Yes. But in my taste, it's too much of a roller coaster ride for me. Well, you coming? Where? Why to the North Pole, of course. This is the Polar Express. But I mean, that's a freaking Academy Award winner compared to the his version of A Christmas Carol. Ah. And that was later. <laughs> that was 2009. Yeah. And I mean, please don't screw with Dickens' classic. It's such a you have <laughs> such a good material to start with. But it's like with. it's almost there. It's like a. It's like a previous of what it should have been. Yeah, it feels like we're watching a game a couple of years ago. It's something that when you're watching it, it's something missing in the lighting, and yeah. the look dev, and yeah. the grade and comp. It's something that's just not there, mm. and it's super flat the entire time. Yeah. And as you said, there's no depth of field in it, and all the textures seem kind of repetitive and it would have benefited from having like a bloom effect to it mm. or something because it's almost too crisp yeah. mm. and it doesn't have that nice Christmas feeling cozy yeah. kind of grade. Like on paper it yeah. should have been a, a smash hit right? Yeah. You're like five years after Polar Express. Yeah. Uh, but the animation is pretty good. Y- yeah, but you have a cast of like Jim Carrey, Gary Oldman, Colin Firth, Robin Wright, yeah. and it's the Christmas Carol. How yeah, can yeah. you go wrong no, with that? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the animation, as you said, it's it's really solid work. So they put a lot of effort into that. It's just they should re-render everything today and try to make it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bring it up to a, a modern standard. Yeah. Um, Because there are many great examples of versions of Dickens' A Christmas Carol. My, my personal favorite is Mickey's Christmas Carol yeah, from course. 1983, mm-hmm. which was kind of uh, Disney stepping back into doing like proper key animation, like really, really nice one yeah. with Mickey Mouse. And, and of course, That's Scrooge cool. McDuck as Scrooge. As oh, yeah. Scrooge. Yeah. yeah. And the Muppets. Just... Yes, the Muppets. The, the, the Muppet Christmas Carol with Michael Caine. From mm. 92. Fantastic. <laughs> If you love Muppets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a certain taste. Me, 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 me
let's talk about Christmas films that you absolutely need to watch every Christmas. Okay, so absolutely Gremlins. <laughs> oh, that's uh, probably my favorite one. Yes, it's really, really good. <laughs> still, plus one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's from 1984. It's um, Joe Dante who directs it. Steven Spielberg is executive producer and we have Chris Columbus doing the script for it which also directs one of my favorite Home Alone uh, but <laughs> so it's like an awesome setup for that movie and it's just it has a lot of things that you love the classic 80s thing where you have all the characters and the actors and everything just feels nostalgic with it and it's set during Christmas of course. Mm. There's an awesome, cute pet, <laughs> which is awesome. The Mogwai. Gizmo. The Mogwai. <laughs> Gizmo. What's his name? His name's Gizmo. Hi, Giz. He's a Mogwai. Mogwai. Gizmo. Mogwai. Cute. And it has the, like... Um, I wouldn't say horror, but it's classified as a horror film for some reason. Mm. But it has like a horror element to it. I mean, it's pretty nasty. I know. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. Like the kitchen scene where she throws one gremlin in the mixer or what it is. (laughs) It's a microwave. Yeah, and also in the microwave. (laughs) And there's like a... (laughs) That's pretty brutal. And the mommy, she's pretty badass. Yeah, but then apparently they cut out a lot of the stuff that was too brutal there was one scene where a gremlin she stabs one yeah. gremlin and then in one scene he was supposed to like pull the knife out of himself <laughs> but they cut that out because it was too brutal (laughs) but apparently you can see it in the background when she microwaves one of them you can see him pulling out the knife in the background um and then there was one segment that didn't make the movie though they killed the dog and chop off the mom's head so it rolls down the stairs they're like "Mm, no maybe we should keep this as a kid's <laughs> so it's like it's pretty dark. <laughs> but I think that's it has the Christmas mood with the family as well. Like yeah. there's it's so nice. Yeah, even though like the dad is kind of a failure with his all his inventions, the mother supports him and they're all like a happy family and, and like, using they can't... his terrible inventions that just screws up the entire home all yes. the time. <laughs> So, so in order to be a proper Christmas film, it need, needs to be set during Christmas and it, so. it should have a family in it as well. Well, yeah, I think it needs to have that kind of Christmas mm. mood. Uh, yeah. well. But but more more about Gremlins, they were all puppets, right? Yeah, animatronics. Animatronics. Yeah, first they wanted to try out having monkeys in suits, oh. but they did a test run with monkeys and the monkey flipped out and destroyed the entire office. <laughs> Poor so monkey. they're like, well, puppets then. <laughs> <laughs> so they had animatronics. I think there were about thirty to $40,000 dollars 
per piece. Mm. So they were like super expensive. Mm. They were checking everyone when they were leaving the set every day to mm. see that they didn't steal anyone. It's so worth it though. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently there was a note from the studio when they were watching the film. Like, mm, I think it's too many gremlins in here. And then Steven Spielberg apparently said, well, let's just take out the gremlins and call it people then. <laughs> and that was the end of that discussion. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Which I love. No, but, and they were super tricky, especially the gizmo animatronic, because mm-hmm. it was so tiny. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of problems with this. Oh, so yeah. it's like, a, there's a lot of spoilers here. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but it's kind of old. Yeah, you yeah. should have seen it by now. Earmuffs. <laughs> no, but there's one scene where the gremlins uh, throw darts at Gizmo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's mm. apparently a wish from the crew on set because they were so mad at the animatronic. <laughs> 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 but they just wanted one scene where they're torturing him. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Anton, what's the next film on your list? Well, kind of hard to follow up on this fantastic <laughs> But it's one. your first one as well, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. it's yeah, fantastic. <laughs> well, um, I want to highlight Tim Burton's Batman Returns. Batman uh, Returns? Yeah, released in uh, 1992. Based on the fact that it's set during Christmas. Yeah. And so has this, a strange fam- little family. Yeah, not that family-oriented. <laughs> no, but still, like, it's the Tim Burton tone of it. Mm. Uh, there's a few obvious Tim Burton movies that we're kind of segue into after this one but it's of course it's sassy we have Catwoman we have Michelle Pfeiffer doing Mm. like a fantastic role Uh, but Michael Keaton as Batman he's I mean it's not the dark deep and serious Batman that Nolan then created and maybe he's not the star of this one I'm sorry no no but exactly and I think that's that's nice with this I mean Danny DeVito's uh, role as uh, the Penguin is Amazing, and yeah. pairing that up with the Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman is like, yeah, Epic. you need to see and it. And P.V. Herman as the Penguin's father. Oh yeah, in a small yes. cameo. Yeah, right. And then Christopher Walken is a crazy fellow as well. Yeah, it's not a Christmas movie, but it's set during Christmas, and you have that scene on the town square mm. with the like when they're lighting the Christmas tree, and it's the Danny Elfman soundtrack, and it just gets me into. Yeah, yeah, you're mode. actually. I, yeah. I think you're right. If I want to imagine a Christmas film, I think of snow and New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> skyscrapers or yeah. Gotham yeah. City yeah. in this case. Yeah. It works. That's strange. May- maybe I'm just urban. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. Mm, but a kiss can be even deadlier if you mean it. Speaking of Tim Burton, though. Oh yeah. Okay. Next one. Mm. Nightmare Before Christmas. Of course. Obviously. And I guess this is all of our favorite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, of course, uh, just awesome as well. The look of it and the, just the concept and everything, and it's new and exciting and something different from everything else. It's just always going to be a favorite one. Mm. So that's I a agree. really, really good yeah. one. I've already talked about this during the Halloween exactly. pop so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And you can watch it in between Halloween and Christmas. When you yeah. still have that Halloween feeling, but yeah. you want to move on to Christmas, and then it's perfect to watch this one. Mm. Uh, and it's really cool. Tim Burton actually did it at the same time as, as Batman Returns. That's why he's not directing the, uh, mm. Nightmare. 
Um, so he was all Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all about Christmas at that time. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was really cool. Like he brought the concept and the story and everything. They actually didn't have a script before they wrote the music for it. So it was actually like based on the songs, basically. Mm-hmm. And also I have to, of course, mention the director, Henry Selick, which yeah, also yeah. brought a lot to this movie. Yeah. Um, I think they had like a hundred individual characters for it. And mm. it's stop motion animation for those who doesn't know. But yeah. so I think they worked on it for three years. That's truly really cool. amazing. Yeah. Time well spent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Tim Burton. I mean, just going to mention it briefly. But Edward Scissorhands is also like oh, also, uh, set during yeah. Christmas. Yeah, we don't need to talk no. more about it. But it's like Tim Burton and Christmas is kind of connected in in some way. It is, and uh, Danny Elfman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? What's this? What's this? There's something very wrong. What's this? There's people singing songs. What's this? The streets are lined with little creatures laughing. Everybody seems so happy. Have I possibly gone daffy? What is this? What's this? Yeah, and I just feel I want to mention one more. Uh, this is a bit of an uh, odd one, probably more for the grown-ups. Another one just kind of set during Christmas. And it's something that the writer-director, uh, Shane Black, he virtually sets all of his films around Christmas. Mm. Uh, I mean, he made Lethal Weapon, Iron Man 3, but this is uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and it's probably the one that captures the Christmas spirit the most. Yeah. It's kind of a neo, neo-noir comedy with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer, uh, yeah. and they go on a, like, partnering up on a case together. During Christmas. Well worth a watch. <laughs> And speaking of films set during Christmas, Die Hard. Is Die Hard oh, a yes. Christmas film? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. No. Not to be watched with your children. <laughs> Phil, we have these disclaimers. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so b- b- before we wrap up, let's just go through a, a bunch of guilty pleasures or, or films that we just have to see around Christmas that we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. Matilda, you Okay, first. obviously Home Alone. One ah, and two. Yeah, yeah. The most important ones, I yep. feel. That's a rule. You yep. need to watch them during Christmas. Yep. That's uh, Home Alone, the first one, is my top favorite Christmas movie, I think. Mm-hmm. And Gremlins is the favorite because it's a really like good movie. Home Alone mm. is just like ultimate Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so it's <laughs> awesome. Of course, that one. And then I have uh, This Is For All You Swedes. Mm. And I don't think that anyone else will get this. And it's Sunes Jul. Oh, the Christmas of Sune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Swedish feature film. Yeah. No, no, comic. it's uh, Julkalender. Ah, yeah. Yeah, Advent calendar mm-hmm. that we have in Swedish television, uh, where there's one episode of 15 minutes every day from December 1st until Christmas Eve. And uh, this was uh, 1991. It's basically the best one we've had on Swedish television. <laughs> I bet to differ. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's this, a fact. <laughs> it can, it's a fact. It can't be beaten. And it's just, uh, the actors are amazing. The script is just awesome. It's so hilarious. But do so you watch hilarious. that every Christmas? Yes. Always. Really? Yes. It's very important. <laughs> no, but it's very recognizable for mm. anyone who grew up here 
during those years. It has basically every part of our childhood, from like the breakfast food to the dad jokes and behavior. And it's just, it's so good. So, so you listeners out there in the world, if you manage to get a copy of this one, you can watch it to learn more about how Swedish families celebrate <laughs> oh, yeah. Christmas. And if you're yeah. in Sweden, you can watch it on Öppet Arkiv. Ah. Sorry, just <laughs> one last thing. It's kind of like the Swedish version of National Lampoon's ah. Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah. Because it's still like the dad kind yeah. of thing where you have Rudolf and uh, Griswold is very like... And that's mm. another favorite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I watch that as well every year. <laughs> it's awesome. Lille gubben. Står du här med ditt äpple när det finns så mycket gott på bordet? Ha? Ta, ta, ta lax. Det är dyrt. Eller gott, menar jag. Jag gör I think I have four movies so I, uh, more that I really want to mention. Um, one uh, that really kind of captures the, the tension at a Christmas party. Mm. Office Christmas party. <laughs> that's that's the name of the movie Office Christmas Party it, yeah. like it's there that, in the title that sounds great <laughs> yeah <laughs> so fantastic great like timing of all the jokes and all the like the, the puns throughout the movie mm-hmm. and I kind of buy into the script as well like it's not too far-fetched no it's like but still hugely over the top of course in an entertaining yes, way yes but it's not completely derailed no no um, But yeah, like this could it, okay. almost happen. It could almost happen. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you can see like some kind of tech billionaire that's getting like, a, oh yeah, maybe I'll do this kind of party, and it's just let's just go, go for it. Yeah, <laughs> um, super fun. So yeah. if you want a good laugh, catch that one. Two uh, very heartwarming movies: uh, The Holiday. Oh yeah. Yes. I watch The Holiday <laughs> once a year. Yeah. Yep. At Christmas. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then love actually. Yeah, of course. I agree on that one too. Even though I yeah. do think that parts of it are not good at all, mm. but I still need to watch it run Christmas and cry a little. Yeah, and yeah. then um, I mean you can watch all the Harry Potter movies. Definitely. Uh, yeah. But my favorite one is Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes, Harry yeah. Potter. That's very much Christmas for yeah. me as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So basically, we watch movies up until Christmas every year, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Happy Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas, Ron. So, last but not least, what do you wish for Christmas? I wish I have time to watch these movies. (laughs) Prize-winning answer. <laughs> many thanks for coming. Uh, and you out there, many thanks for listening. And as usual, you can see clips from all the films we've discussed at our webpage, goodbackhandsastudios.com. From all of us at Yellow Brick Road to all of you, we wish you a great Christmas. And remember to watch lots of films in between the candy and Christmas food and be kind to each other. That's what Christmas is all about. Until next time, goodbye, a bientôt, auf Wiederhören. Wir hörs. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! <laughs> And a Happy New Year! From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. <laughs>